speaking of surreal shit, um, the boogeyman actually does pull Zeke down. Can you imagine how fucking scary that would be? Having uh, this like hot I, girl. I, I, tr- I try not to. <laughs> Never mind then. Yeah. The kind of shit that keeps me up at night is I imagine and I remember videos of people like jumping off of cliffs and cliff diving and like doing um, parkour on rooftops. And when I'm trying to sleep at like 3 a.m., I actually only got three hours of sleep last night. That must be what this is like for for you. You're like, no, I don't want to imagine an invisible fucking monster pulling me, <laughs> pulling me down. very spooky episode of the laser comb podcast the podcast where we comb through random episodes of classic tv shows with a fine tooth laser i am one of your hosts neo cal and i am your other host christopher siege ah 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 christopher siege welcome on a very spooky laser, uh, laser comb episode eight. Now, yes, episode and, eight of the laser comb podcast. Oh, truly, oh, oh, oh. have a very haunting epi- Halloween episode for everyone because we are reviewing season five, episode one of "Are You Afraid of the Dark." Hmm. Indeed. Episode 53 overall. 53 overall. As chosen by uh, numbergenerator.org. Yeah, it it would never it would never do us do us wrong. It would never would never do us dirty. No. Uh, Trust in the the random number generator. (laughs) Uh, Although it has uh, pointed us to episode 22 on a couple of occasions now, which I find kind of bizarre. Hmm. Very. Yeah, very suspect. But then again, it is random. It's a small chance, but it happens. It does. Well, and apparently. But here we are, episode 53 of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, This was a show that ran throughout the 90s. It ran for 100 total episodes uh, from 1990 to 1997, I believe. Sounds about right. And then there was a brief uh, attempt at a revival that ran from 1999 to 2000. I never saw any of that. Uh, There was actually also another revival uh, recently that premiered in 2019 that is still going. It has aired two seasons now on Amazon Prime Video. There was also that um, movie that was like a few shorts. Mm. Um, Wasn't that? Yeah, there was a movie. I swear people went to it. I've never seen any of that uh and in <laughs> fact i'd never i never watched this show as a kid uh uh you missed out my friend <laughs> apparently although when i was watching this episode earlier in preparation for the podcast what i came to realize was the end credit sequence has mm-hmm. this really hype theme song that plays and what i came to realize was this show clearly aired before right before something on YTV that I watched on the regular. Cause I because remember, you remember hearing, the hype I, outro. 
I, I remember the, the, the hype end credit music. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, which, if I remember, I'm going to just throw at the end of this episode because I would be amazed if anyone uh, had has that shit copyrighted, at least to the extent of pissing off YouTube's copyright cops. I'd be amazed. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that episode 53, uh, The Tale of the Dead Man's Float. Uh, this is especially harrowing for me because uh, I, much like Science Boy in this episode, I'm also, also afraid of water. By the way, I didn't bother learning any of the characters' names in this show. I can't remember, and I just watched it. <laughs> Zeke. Uh, I, I think one of the, is Zeke. I think one of the girls' name is Greta too. But uh, beyond that, I'm just gonna we're we're just gonna make up names for them. Well, there's three characters. So like Science Boy, um, Swimmer Girl, and Swimmer Girl's friend is pretty appropriate. <laughs> yeah, um, and- for anybody unaware of the show structure, uh, the quick rundown is it was extremely episodic in that the only on- ongoing narrative is uh, the Midnight Society, which is a group of like teenagers that meet in the woods around a campfire and tell each other spooky stories. And what the viewer watches is the visual representation of one of the kids in the midnight society telling a spooky story. Yeah. It's called a, uh, called a framing device. Anyone who has ever watched shows like tales from the crypt knows what to expect. Yeah. Um, outer limits, um, in the way that outer limits was never connected, but it didn't have a narrative. So I guess that wouldn't, that's not in the same ballpark. Uh, I've never Tales seen the Outer the... Limits, so. But uh, Tales from the Crypt definitely had a phrase. Because it device. had that host. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, very common in horror, horror uh, television. Oh, I never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah. The earliest um, one I can even think of is um, like Elvira. Not exactly. That that doesn't exactly count because what she would do is she would have segments that would bookend usually a existing movie or TV show. You're right. That's more like mystery science theater. Um, whereas a framing device is something that's actually written into the episode to uh, like kind of a, a meta narrative to wrap around. You're right. Media. Elvira and like mystery science theater are about like a host talking about a piece of media that already exists. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the best like one-to-one comparison with what's going on in this show is tales from the crypt. Tales from the, this is tales from the crypt for kids. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I said, I, Never watched this before, uh, prior to today, but uh, here, here we are. Here we are, <laughs> and apparently, the random number generator. There's exactly a hundred episodes of this, uh, the original run of it. Um, it landed on the spookiest of ones for Christopher Siege. He's he's uh, not a fan of water. Uh, yeah, th- this episode actually has a nine point four <laughs> user rating on IMDb. That's insane. On IMDb, that's really high. So apparently this is a fan favorite episode. Well, here we are. Uh, Before we get into the episode, um, does the Siege have any harrowing, spooky October tales for us? 
Uh, I have a great many, but I had one that uh, actually happened today on the, the day of recording. So <laughs> this morning, uh, for the listeners, uh, typically I work at either 6.30 or 7 in the morning, depending on the day. Um, uh, today is my day off. I woke up at 6.36 quite randomly and was suddenly in a terror because I'm like, oh shit, I was supposed to be at work six minutes ago. Oh that. God. And then I, I realized after about 10 seconds or so that I'm like, oh right, it's it's Friday, it's my day off. Okay, so cool. Then I had to use the washroom, so I went to go do that. And so I'm I'm sitting on the porcelain throne, browsing my phone, uh, texting with a, a friend of mine, and I look down and a massive spider, like twice the size of a toonie. And if you are not Canadian and don't know what a toonie is, Google a picture of it and it, it it's a big ass coin. It's a big um, ass coin. The the leg span on this thing, I swear, was almost the, the size of a DVD. This thing was fucking massive, and it just, like, scurried from underneath. There's a slight space uh, between my, my bathroom door and uh, my floor, because the, the place that we live in was very shoddily constructed. Um, but, so... Un uh, from underneath this space, this like giant, giant, giant fucking spider just scurries, scurries on past my feet. And I am, I am immensely arachnophobic. I, I have no shame admitting that. And I yelled out in absolute terror when this Eek. thing went running past me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I noticed that people, the more afraid of spiders people are, the more they exaggerate their size. <laughs> uh, I am not exaggerating. It was okay, almost, okay. no, no, I, I'm not. The, this was actually, and the, the place that I live in, like I, I call these behemoth spiders. They're actually called giant house spiders. Yeah. House um, spiders. Yeah. Specifically giant house spiders. It's the actual name. If you look on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, so giant house spiders, uh, get pretty fucking big. They do get pretty fucking big. This was one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. I catch and release spiders, but I don't want to touch them. Uh, they're eerie enough where I'm not afraid of them, but they absolutely startle me. This, this was also the second one that I've seen in a week. Uh, the other one that I saw was actually right again, right by my feet underneath my computer desk. Did you give him a stomp? I well, I couldn't get at him, so I grabbed the nearest toxic chemical I could find in a spray bottle and sprayed it at him. Turned out it was engine degreaser, which uh, released some fumes into the air that kind of made me sick and passed out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of you desperately trying to kill a spider and it just crawls away unharmed, and then you like poison yourself. <laughs> Fucking pass. I oh no, I on the floor. No, no, I, I did uh I did kill that motherfucker, but yes, I did actually pass out like that on the floor. I woke up some oh. hours later. <laughs> what the that's not okay, man. <laughs> well, well that's, now you know. 
Well, that spider is dead. That's that's what's important. That's I do what not. Matters. I do not catch and release those. Uh, the, those motherfuckers. If they they come in my house, they're 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 gonna die. It's a combat zone. It's, it's not it's, on you. It, it's fight or flight. They they knew yeah. what they were. They they knew what they were doing when they chose to to when enter, they chose to exist. When they chose to <laughs> enter the octagon. <laughs> my God, that's the spider's music. Oh, uh, anyway, well, so <laughs> this episode—a truly ours. harrowing tale, indeed. I, I thought you were going to go with the computer, <laughs> not not a spider. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't want to get too too much into it, but I've also had a massive amount of computer issues today. So that uh, because of that, some uh, another show that we were also planning on recording today is going to be late. And well, it is what it what is. You gonna do? What you gonna I, do? I'm sure all like four people that that uh that, 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 that listen, listen to it that that listen to War Planets, the Shadow are gonna Raiders be like podcast. checking their watch and being like, I thought it was supposed to come out today. I I was Planets. actually I yeah it was War Planets. I was actually kind of surprised uh, a few months ago now when. I did get a comment from one person who was actually chomping at the bit for the next episode to come out. Oh shit! And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, we we announced that we're going to be delaying it by a week, and he's like, what? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, we're, we're the sound bites. We're we're referencing a, a recent episode of Beast Machines that we we covered on uh, our Beast Wars podcast. Uh, too much energon. Sometimes like, the bad episodes are more fun to, <laughs> to review. That was one of the most fun. Uh, we're talking about episode sixty-two of Too Much Energon. That was one of the more fun episodes that we've done in a while. Yeah. Uh, sometimes because like you're just so done with the episode, you just end up role playing a better episode. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So anyway, speaking of episodes, let's the let's tale of get the dead this. man's float. Um, oddly enough, the intro always to "Are You Afraid of the Dark" always scared me more than the episodes. <laughs> really? When I was a kid, I would look away or change the channel until it was over, and then try to come back. And if it was still on, change the channel, and then come back to watch it like after the intro was was over mm. well it's fucking creepy man so what, what's going on here the the kids are gathered around a fire yeah they, and they, they're talking they, about how the the aforementioned uh, midnight society led apparently by harry potter himself <laughs> it's not listeners <laughs> He's a very Harry Potter looking motherfucker, though. He, he's a Harry Potter looking motherfucker. I'm not going to deny that. And so the, the gossip around the campfire is that one of their members had to leave. So, um, contract disputes, you see. Probably. <laughs> um, and, um, in, I can't quite remember. I'm bringing up decades old information, but I think like he went to a different school or he moved. Or something. Yeah, he, he he probably got sick. His parents probably got sick of him getting paid scale. That to be on too. The show. 
Yeah, let's be real. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, one of these, one of these kids. So, and, there, <laughs> so there's a new kid who wants to join the the Midnight Society. Apparently, he's, he's brought in like a a burlap sack over his head, and I'm like, wow, these these kids are intense. This is like some... I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the kid, when they they un unmask him, um, one of them freaks out immediately. Yeah, it's this uh, the one of the girls of the group like freaks out because she thinks he's like a dweeb or something like that. Well, when he's unmasked, there's this greasy kind of um, Rubenesque young man who, who says hey babe and kisses her on the cheek right away so right away the show's establishing that this is they everybody knew a kid other. like this yeah everybody knew a, a a kid like this that graded on everyone so uh this this uh little shit has to tell a story to the other members of the mid or to the members of the midnight society to like basically prove that he's cool enough to hang out with them. It's I, I, I'm guessing this is the, the broad setup for the show. Yeah. Like in general, does, yeah. does a kid always have to prove themselves every episode? Not as much as this guy, but for the most part, they do need to like tell a tale and see if they're good enough. Oh, okay. But from so, what yeah. I remember, they're never like, you know what? They're kind of bad you. at this. Bye. <laughs> right. So this guy needs multiple uh, chances to get in their good graces. Yeah. We don't find that out until the end of the episode. But yeah. Uh, but so he decides to tell the tale of the dead man's float. And we flash back to 1954. It's at like a high school like junior high type uh, swimming pool. Yeah. And this like young boy is swimming in this pool and the camera pans back to like some room off to the side. And we see a dude wearing a t-shirt that says lifeguard on it. So we know he's a lifeguard is like macking on some chick. Yeah. So it's, it's like the office nearby, like the, if it was a PE teacher or a swim teacher, this would be his office or something. And it's revealed that they're sweethearts, and this is um, the girl's little brother that's in the pool. Yeah. Foreshadowing, she says, hey, shouldn't, you're the lifeguard, shouldn't you be out there, like, watching him? Shouldn't he be out there lifeguarding? Lifeguarding? Guarding life. Guarding the life of my little brother. And he's all like, oh, I can leave if you want. And she's like, no. And then they, they smooch and make the kisses. And then the, the, the kid uh, like jumps into the water, I think. I can't remember yeah. if he was in the water before or if he jumps in now. He, he's he in jumps the, in and... He's in the water and like... He I smells know. some rotten eggs. Yeah, he smells something uh, something really bad. And then apparently Jaws attacks him because we get like POV shots underwater of it like swimming toward him and he gets pulled And he under. screams for help. Yeah, he screams for help. He gets pulled under and uh, yeah, kid drowns. I like how the lifeguard grabs the, um, what the fuck it was called, life preserver. Um, and he runs and he jumps feet first. Maybe, man, my ex was 
a lifeguard, you'd think I know maybe you're supposed to enter the water like that. But I'm like, why are you diving in to help him? He like jumps feet first. And I'm like, yeah, the, the way he dives is fucking comical. He like T poses <laughs> with his feet perfectly straight, straight out. <laughs> like somebody who's actually not a lifeguard. But I, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's how, what you're supposed to do. And it kind of fades as it shows bubbles coming up. Right. And then it cuts to a classroom, presumably in the present time. Yeah. So like 40 years later. Yeah. So 40 years later, we're, we're in a classroom and uh, science boy who ends up becoming one of the, the main characters of this episode, his name's Zeke, if I recall correctly. Uh, so, but from here on out, he is science boy. So science boy is doing some science. He's given like a presentation of like the, the stereotypical, like uh school, like science project of like making a, uh, like a, making a, a volcano by mixing water with some chemical and shit. And uh, there's a couple He's like giving his demonstration and uh, we're introduced to a couple girls who are also like his classmates. And they're just like bantering back and forth. And one of the girls likes him, thinks he's like a lost puppy dog. The other one thinks he's a fucking dweeb. Nerd. <laughs> fucking nerd. And um, she's like, I'm going to go talk to him. And she's like, oh, really? So they talk to him. They rip on him a little bit, blah, blah, blah. The bell rings. Yeah, they so and then uh after like one of them leaves, like the other one sticks behind. It's the uh, one that didn't like him. Yeah. The one that was calling him a dweeb. Swim girl. Uh Swim girl. her friend, I think his name is Greta. Greta is the one who doesn't like him. him. Yeah. No, her um, friend does like him. The swim girl does not. Aren't they both swim girls? Yeah, they are both swim girls. Well, we only see her. But the, the but the. Anyways, the one that doesn't like him is the one that Zeke talks to. <laughs> there we go. Um, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, I have something to show you," and she. Yeah, says, ominously. Yeah, very ominously, and she's like, "Oh, uh, what is it?" And he's like. Well, I can't tell you. And she's like, just to fucking tell me, dude. He's like, well, that's no fun. And he's like, well, I can show you after school. And she's like, I, I got practice, dude. Yeah. Like, Cause wh he, what's Because earlier, yeah, uh, he was like, you're on the swim team, right? I'm and, on the swim team, remember? And he's like, oh, oh yeah. Well, what about uh, tomorrow before school? And she's like, dude, just fucking tell me. <laughs> well, that's no fun. <laughs> And she, at first, she's like, really? Kudos to this actress, by the way. And she's like, fun? Science boys telling me fun? That's a weak-ass motivating factor, I'm just going to say. Like, that that's weak, weak, weak sauce in terms of motivating the character to go do this, like, potentially, like, really uncomfortable thing. Well, Like, oh, the, seems... ner the nerd says that I don't know fun. Okay. I guess and I'll go hang out with she, them. Well, she takes it as like a challenge. She's like, okay, Beaker boy, you're on. Yeah. Like, I guess I, she's impressed by his pushiness or like, she's not intimidated by him or worried. Uh, so what happens? Yeah, Zeke he, yeah, finds a worried, secret like, passage. 
Yeah, he's wearing like a comically oversized sweater. Oversized shit was like the norm in the 90s. But that's... they're particularly dressed like old people. <laughs> that's right? true. So he's like, uh, come over here. Come over to this locker. I got something to show you. And she's like, I've seen the boys locker room before. And I'm like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, there's nothing in here you couldn't that I that I don't already know. There, and there's I'm nothing like, it, you could show me in here that I haven't seen already seen before. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> what? You thought yeah, so too? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, and he's like, oh, you think you think you've seen it all, huh? And he like pulls out the the locker and it's You it haven't seen out. the golden rocket. <laughs> And indeed, um, he swings out the lockers and shows her a secret entrance to like an old door that says pool. Ooh, pool. Yeah. Her jacket's huge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what kind of door? One, what kind of door is the size of a locker? And why would it say to pool on it? Well, the locker, the whole locker swings like it's all one giant like thing. And it goes from floor to ceiling. So I guess it kind of makes sense. But you're right. Like, oh, no, school's tent. Like, I, my gym's doors never said gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so we they... get a spooky old derelict shutdown section of the, the school. Yeah, it, it's an old pool. It's an old pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says, I was calculating the volume of the the school and um, realized that there must be a missing building. And I'm like, nerd. <laughs> but hey, he, he found this. And she's the, the, the basic of their bickering is she's like, um, oh, I should convince the school uh, to to reopen this. Right. Yeah, because she she like being a swimmer, she wants. Uh, I guess they have to new, new swim facilities. I guess they have to drive like an hour away. Mm. I'm like, there are no rec centers here. You know, like leaving town to go swimming. Unacceptable. Yeah, and um, she's like, "Wow, I'm impressed, Beaker boy." And uh, he's all like, "Well, if." If, if you're impressed by that, maybe we could uh, get together. And she's like, uh, yeah, don't push your luck. Uh, they, they fuck off. And then the camera kind of zooms in on the like tarp that's covering the, the bottom of the, the swimming pool. And this is actually kind of a creepy shot. I'll give the, the show credit of like a human torso that kind of just emerges that kind of presses through from it. the back. Yeah. Like something's trying to stand up or yeah. Or something. Yeah. It's creepy shot. So prop props to the show for that. Yeah. So, and so we cut it. We, we flash a couple weeks later. Yeah. We flash forward a little bit. The, the pool has been completely restored and a bunch of kids are swimming in it. And, um, uh, the two, the two girls swim girl and her friend, uh, are like swimming and like they swim up to the side and are chatting and then we get more like jaws type shit from and it's going the for water. their foots and it's right as for... they step out of the water right as they step out of the water just in a nick of time 
I mean, there's a bunch of other people in the pool, but these two got away. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's what's important. Uh, and then back at the, uh, the, the classroom. The chemistry lab. <laughs> yeah, back at the chemistry lab, uh, Swim Girl is having some is like lamenting or something about like not doing well at science and science boy is all like maybe i could tutor you yeah so she's all like oh. she's talking to her friend and she's like a c minus oh, if i don't pick up my grades i'm off the swim team and like zeke's right behind them and he's like oh. <laughs> did somebody say they need some tutoring <laughs> She's like I think highly okay. exaggerating how dorky this kid is. He's actually much cooler than that. <laughs> and immediately she's like, "Oh, well that would be great. But what'll you get out of it?" And he just smiles and the camera freeze frames on him and, he's and I'm like, like <laughs> and I'm like, "Hold up. That's not freaking... I knew you would notice that too." I'm like, "That is not... <laughs> what do you get out of it?" And her friends right there and she's actually like leaning over her shoulder like obviously jealous kids acting obviously yeah, yeah. jealous that her friend is going to be spending time with the boy she likes uh, yeah yeah <laughs> what do you get out of it dweeb i love that uh, shot of her friend peering over her fucking shoulder <laughs> and then uh, so you know where my mind went with this like right away hey but, man i was a teenager <laughs> right um but it cuts away to them at uh, the swimming pool, and we get some exposition about how uh, Science Boy doesn't know how to swim because he's afraid of water. Yeah. Which something I can relate to wholeheartedly, because I, too, cannot swim because I'm afraid of water. Uh, under kind of similar circumstances. Uh, really? So, well, sort of. So when... When I was eight years old, uh, my, my uncle took me to a swimming pool and like, I always had trouble swimming. I, I really liked the water, but I always had trouble swimming because I was a fat kid and instead of floating, I would always sink. And I just couldn't figure out what to do about that. Um, and my uncle, uh, uh, brainiac that he is decided, well, I'm going to teach you to swim by just throwing you in the deep end. Man, of, of a pool or a lake or a, a pool. I have heard this story of man. I, I'm usually not an ageist person, but it is such a fucking tale of boomerisms, right? Where they grab a kid and throw them into the deep end and they go, that's how I learned to swim. Think or swim, motherfucker. And indeed, I, I sank and had to get pulled out by a lifeguard and they did CPR on me and like Oh actually, wow. Yeah, like I spat water out and, and this was what? also this was also at a time where they're like, Oh, okay, you can breathe. I guess you can go home. Nowadays they would like send you to the hospital and whatnot. But, but you're like, this, Oh cool, you're breathe. Off you go, you're fine. Yeah, this was like this was nineteen ninety three, so yeah. the world was Pneumonia. a place back then. <laughs> I never met her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um but since then how I, many tales go ahead. But but since then um I've been kind of afraid of water. Um specifically being submerged in water. Yeah, that's different, right? Yeah, yeah. Um it's not even a matter of holding your breath, it's a 
sensation. Well, it, exactly. Like, it's, so as soon as I'm in water, that's like basically above thigh, like, um, uh, like maybe midway up my thighs, I start feeling really uneasy. Mm. So even in hot tubs and stuff. Yeah. You know how many people I've met that have that tale of like a dad or an uncle or someone throwing them in the water? And do you know how many of them can swim? None of them. Because they're fucking terrified of water. I know like four people, including you, who've been tossed into the fucking water as a kid. And now they don't swim and they don't fucking like water. Who? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Traumatizing experience doesn't uh, doesn't really go the way you want it to. And you know what? The people that do that, they weren't thrown into the water as a kid. Don't fuck. Don't lie to me. They weren't thrown and being like, this is how I learned. Fuck you. You were given lessons and shit. You mm-hmm. shit disturber. Or you, your brothers or cousins taught you, or you, you figured it out. None of this, or you had school swimming lessons. Um, none of this, oh, I was thrown in the water and I did just fine. Fuck you. Don't do that to your kids. Yeah, he um, he was also uh, kind of a just a piece of shit in general. Oh, obviously. I some some stuff came out about him a few years ago that uh let's just say something happened to one of his children when mm. they were an infant that uh happened and it didn't happen the way that he said that it did originally mm-hmm. and the the way that it actually happened was a lot more uh uh horrible yeah sounds like a a person that uh, karma hasn't caught up to yet, uh, or maybe it has, and he's dead. Uh, no, he 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 is alive, alive, and hopefully not well. But uh, someone else in his life who was much more important to me uh, is not alive now. Hmm. Anyway, let's let's move on from that. Let's move off of that. My 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 apologies to listeners and to to Cal. And and this tale is the scariest of all because it's fucking true. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. It fits the the Halloween theme. Yeah, it uh, it's it's, it's scary tales are the ones that are too too real. And too much reality. Too much reality. And so, so what was, uh, why exactly was science boy afraid of water again? So he was afraid of water and he, he tells her the tale and he doesn't want to tell her. And he's like, Oh, forget about it. But she's, she, she's not very afraid. She even stole the keys off of her coach. Mm. Right. So she's like, Oh, tell me, come on. You've come this far. Yeah. They're they're at the the pool after hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nighttime. And um, he's like, okay, well, I was swimming, you know, being a kid in a pond, swam there before, and um, I got my foot like twisted in some plants or whatever, and um, I kicked and panicked, and that made it worse, and I couldn't get free, and the more I panicked, the more I got tangled, and 
because he had like swam down, I guess, and then tried to swim back up. And then his brother came and cut him free. And, you know, like, I think it was a situation like, uh, like yours, but rather than being like thrown in and being like sink or swim, motherfucker, it was him being afraid that something will grab him. And indeed he, man, the emotional maturity of these kids are, are, are shocking. <laughs> I, I, I actually think this is well-written. He's like, I guess I can't tell if I'm jumping ahead, but I'm just giving the TLDR. He, Zeke is like, I guess I have this feeling that something was trying to pull me under and it wants another shot to try to get me again. Oh shit. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, it wants another shot to try to get me. And I'm a, I'm afraid of something unseen, like getting me. And I kind of get that. I don't really like lakes or ponds because the water is fucking dark, but I'm okay in pools. <laughs> and uh, speaking of pools, so they, they're, they're chilling in a, uh, a raft. Yeah. They're taking together it slow because she realizes how yeah. scared he is. I think this is actually where he reveals most of the story when they're in the raft. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just chilling and he, she gets him to touch the water at least. Because he, like, he, he's wary of even putting his hand in it. Speaking of foreshadowing, she's like, um, I guarantee you, Zeke, there's nothing in there that can get you. He touches the water. He's fine. And then she gets pulled under. <laughs> it's not a monster. It's her friend who somehow, despite the fact it's very quiet at night, somehow this girl slipped into the pool when neither of them were looking and swam underwater to pull her friend under and give her a spook. Uh, but so yeah, they they keep talking and uh, they're yeah uh, yeah uh, Greta fucks off and they keep talking and then uh, something like weird shit does actually start happening. Like uh, the smell the like sulf sulfur acid. Acid. Well, they, they they keep rotten egg smell. Okay, so, so they keep saying in the episode that it smells like acid, and I'm like, what does acid smell like? One, there are different, many different types of acids. He says that. Yeah, yeah. He says it repeatedly throughout the episode that it smells like acid. And I'm like, acid? Smells like oranges? Apple juice? <laughs> what kind of acid we talk talking here? Exactly. A lot of acids uh, are odorless, too, unless they're reacting with something. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking he's meaning it smells like an acidic reaction with something. Let's say sulfur, sulfuric acid. Because other people say it smells bad. Yeah. Rotten eggs. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Sulfur does kind of smell like rotten eggs. Like it it smells really foul. And like sulfur is kind of like the the odor of the dead. Right. Yeah. Dead people kind of smell like if you've ever encountered a body that is a few days old, it uh, smells. I have. It smells kind of like sulfur. Um, I have not. I have had the luxury of, of not. Well, yeah, that was another I, spooky tale. <laughs> uh, it's just my my grandparents were apartment managers when I was a teenager, and uh, uh, sometimes you you got to go into an apartment building because someone's not uh, responding. I, yep, 
yeah. you, you can usually smell it before you see see it. Uh, I had people that worked overnight. I worked in the hotel industry for years and years and years, uh, being like, "Oh, it's just a matter of time. Just wait. You know, you're going to be banging on a door. Hey, blah blah blah. Your wake up call. Hey, your flight soon. You're going to let yourself in, and you're going to find somebody guaranteed." But I didn't. That's you. You are fortunate for that, good sir. There is an actor from Glee named, there was, named Corey Monteith. Mm -hmm. And he's from the city that Christopher Siege and I live in. Mm -hmm. And very shortly before he passed away, he was staying at my hotel. And he kept coming and going all throughout the night. uh, Getting drugs, very clearly. Yeah. Um. The next night, he was staying in a Vancouver hotel when he uh, passed away from from overdosing. Um, it's weird <laughs> seeing like a like a minor celebrity like the day before doing the same thing that did him in, like the the day before. And I just keep always say to myself, man, why couldn't he have died at my hotel? No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's 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 weird. He he was like young, like I'm pretty sure he's like our age or something like that. And uh, I think he's younger. Honestly, I I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he was like, oh fuck, is he old? Younger? I, I'm pretty. I I think he might have been like thirty or thirty one when he died, and he only died a few years ago. So I'm he was quite born sure. in eighty two. Oh. Okay. Okay, I'm wrong. He looks young because he plays a fucking high schooler in (laughs) in Glee. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he's three years older than I. He was three years older than I am. Yeah, uh, hype, hype shit. I use. uh, I I would get asked by people on the bus all the time. Uh, I don't know why. I guess with shorter hair, I looked like him a bit, and I would just start lying and being like, "Oh yeah, he's my cousin." I I could see it a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's my harrowing Halloween tale. Ooh, I met a person the day before they died. I, I don't know. That is always a kind of a, a bizarre experience, though. Like when you see someone and then they die very shortly afterwards. Like they're like, normal and they're alive and they're healthy, and then they're just gone. It's weird. It, it is such a surreal thing. Yeah. We we cut to a uh, back to like the the locker room area, and uh, the the two kids are chilling with like cups of presumably hot cocoa, and they got blankets wrapped around them. And well, they get saved. Yeah, they they get saved by the janitor, who uh, we we didn't mention, but was actually introduced in the initial scene in the classroom when we first met Science Boy. And oh, Swim he had Girl. to clean up. He had to clean up after like the, the the science experiment went awry. The reason um he had to save the kids is because um the creature, even though it's invisible, actually like pushed them out of the raft. Mm-hmm. Like ta- uh, capsized it. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, here, hang on, and he passes them a, a broom really, handle. A broom handle or something, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a broom handle. Looks like a long net thing. 
Is that actually what you use to like help people that are whatever? Anyways, it's a long ass handle thing. And like you said, they're they're chilling in the locker room, like drinking cocoa, and they're having this chat with the janitor. With the janitor, and in the background, like in full frame. And uh, I oh, might shit. actually, I might actually make it the the uh, episode art for uh, for for the podcast. Uh, there's a big big ass date rape poster. <laughs> Maybe don't make. <laughs> There is, yeah. Um, you'd never seen anything like that in school, but there was dare. You saw a lot of dare posters and shit in your school, right? Yeah, yeah. There were date rape posters and like... Well, I went to alternative schools where they just didn't really bother with shit like that for the most part. Kids would tear it off the fucking wall. Yeah. I know you shitheads, man. I almost got sent to one. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so glad I didn't. So many people I hated. I'd be like, man, how am I going to make it through a year? I hate this guy. And then that shit lord would get sent to an alternative school, and I'd be like, yes. <laughs> yeah, the the like the the kind of schools I went to were were the kind of schools where they're like, oh, let's um, as a a school project, let's uh, let's paint one of the let let's repaint the uh, the the um the lunchroom. And so here's the paint and here's like supplies and everything. And like, we, we just took the paint and like, like painted dicks and like painted, like, fuck you and stuff like all over the walls. (laughs) Of course you're going to. Yeah. And boobs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was fucking stupid in hindsight, but like that, that's the kind of shit that goes on at alternative school schools for bad kids. Um, so they didn't really bother with like posters like that, like posters that would actually be like, get ripped off or people they... would draw dicks on the Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, for anybody who's unfamiliar with what the hell we're talking about, there are private schools that rich people send their kids. There are public schools that most of us have, have gone to free education. It's, it's a, a privilege it's a, and a right in most first world countries. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get suspended in fights, in trouble a lot, and you're not adjusting, you get sent to an alternative school. Yeah. That's the public school for the shit lords that this public education system has given up on. Yep. The teachers there are tough. They don't want to fucking be there. All the kids are shit lords. And it's like uh, the, the the school they get sent to where it's like, oh, you can't be suspended for fighting or like whatever here. There's nowhere else to go. Oh, no, you, you could definitely be suspended for fighting. I was suspended for fighting. They're more lenient is is what I mean. Like I they, they, they at the school that I went to, the standard policy was you get suspended for two weeks if you fought. And oh, that was the same for me. And I, I went to public school. Even um, if you didn't start it, it always pissed me off. And I got suspended for fighting three times at that and, school, but not in particular. expelled. No, not expelled. Uh, they they had a no. I meant uh, not expelled. Sorry. Uh, yeah. When they, I said they, earlier, they, I meant you can't get expelled. Yeah, they they had a policy of not uh, expelling kids because <laughs> at that point it's like that's what I mean. Where like, are you going to go? Where where else would they go? 
Yeah, I, I misspoke earlier. I meant you, you can't get expelled in uh, the, the alternative schools. Nowhere to go, man. Nowhere to go. And the, if you do something egregious, if you do something egregious enough, you can get kicked out of that alternative school and sent to another one. Yeah. It, it borderlines like there's the get kicked out and sent to another school. But if it's like bad enough, you're just going to juvie. Like yeah. you're stabbing kids, you're going to. Ju- <laughs> to I never. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of a bad kid. I was never like that bad. I never really did anything illegal other than like drugs and underage drinking and stuff like small misdemeanor dumb breaking windows like i i smashed the uh i like uh had this big outburst one day because like kids were um uh some things had come out about me uh and uh i i was dealing with a whole bunch of homophobia and so I responded to that by essentially puffing my chest up and like throwing desks around and like I smashed like some windows and um these walls can't hold you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I I got sent home for like the rest of I didn't even get suspended for long because of the circumstances. Right. And because like my most of my teachers at that school actually liked me. Like I I did shit, but like I cooperated with them most of the time like if you were completely belligerent yeah i was never mean to my teachers and like if something was going on my teachers and my teachers would come and talk to me about it i would usually one i would usually be honest about everything like even the stuff that i like my part that i played in it i would never try and like like make myself look better in those kind of situations uh but so my my teachers most of the time uh would come and talk to me and they'd be like oh okay so this is this is why this is going on so in that situation in particular i got sent home for the day and i think it was on like a wednesday and they're like uh take the the next couple days off school and then just come back on monday Hmm. shockingly um shockingly understandable yeah i was I was a bad kid in the sense that I got up to shit and like if people came at me with shit I responded in kind but I was never a dick to my teachers I never really like intentionally like did anything to Oh so you weren't a bully No no not at all Yeah Yeah so sometimes you oh man I, sometimes you're People are good, but they find themselves in bad situations. People used to smoke, uh, kids used to smoke crack outside of that uh, school quite regularly. I I believe you. I was one of them occasionally. You know who else was one of them? This fucking janitor, man. He has seen some (laughs) shit. So this janitor, funny enough, actually kind of looks like my dad. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hold up. I can see there, there's some resemblance going on here. And the, this janitor does kind of look like my dad. <laughs> that must be fucking weird. This is, is kind of weird. Christopher focused episode <laughs> for us to land on. Uh, quite ironic, considering I'd never seen this show before. Fucking weird. It's about like fear of swimming, a guy that looks like Christopher's dad. <laughs> date rape posters you know date, date rape posters <laughs> um so christopher's dad um who's here at like 
presumably eight, nine, 10 PM with these fucking teenagers um, as a heart to heart where he's like, Hey, I, I believe you kids. And they're yeah, like, and we, what? really? Yeah. We find out that he is actually the, uh, the, the guardian of life from the, the opening of this episode or the yeah, opening um, of the story, a failed guardian of life. Yeah. He, um, he, he was the lifeguard at the beginning. Who basically it's, to, it, uh, it's revealed that his... that kid, the kid died. Yeah. And that was um, his girlfriend at the time's um, little brother. And it's clearly fucked him up. Yeah. And he kept trying to tell people, Hey, when I went under and tried to save him, there was like something in the fucking water, like pulling him down, like physically holding him down. And I couldn't get him up and no one believed me. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. So like two or three more kids died and then they just shut down the the pool. I think he says three. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody believed him until it happened three more times. And then they, instead of calling the X-Files, calling Mulder and Scully, <laughs> uh, this could, this could, this is like a kid version, right? Like this seems like, um, this seems like a, a pre setup for something that Mulder and Scully would come and investigate monster mm. of the week style. And, um, but nope, they didn't call um, the FBI. Uh, they just shut who it did, down. Who are they going to call? Nobody apparently. <laughs> oh man, I was setting you up there. I know. My Who my favorite thing in the world is to um let people set me up and then either act clueless or just completely fucking <laughs> foul ball. Oh no, I've revealed my secrets. My secrets of comedy. Oh no. Who are you gonna call? Janet or Christopher's dad? <laughs> um so <laughs> He tells this harrowing tale, and I feel like this actor has been waiting his whole life to act the fuck out of this, because holy shit, does he, like, over-deliver. He, like, stares off in the distance, and he's like, the kids. Yeah, he, like, they he puts, my dreams. He puts his head back against the wall behind him, and he start, he's, like, looking off, and he's, like, shaking his head. I like, love this it, is, man. He's so overacting on this show that, like, by the looks of things, has a budget of, like, five hundred dollars five hundred dollars an episode (laughs) i love it i fucking love it he like closes his eyes when he's talking and he's like i see them in my sleep every night and i'm just like holy shit man this guy's life has been ruined by this i love it yeah so science boy gets the idea that of like or was it science boy or was it swim girl i can't remember Oh, yeah, I think it was Swim Girl, actually. Well, he says, I think there's a way we can see it. She she comes up with an idea later. Oh, okay. But Science Boy is like, well, we need to stop it so it doesn't like hurt so before it gets someone else. And he's like, oh, there's no way to stop it. It's invisible. And he's like, but what if there's a way to make it visible? I have a science. And it cuts to a shot of from inside the um the the science lab like chemical cupboard yeah the the brightly lit now that i'm older i'm seeing all the tricks of cinema <laughs> so the camera it looks like it's from inside right and they open it up and there's all the science around and he's like this this 
something, I, I don't know, it interacts with acid and makes it red. Blah, makes it blah, colorful. blah, blah, profanate. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to make it visible because I have a science. And indeed, they go right back to the pool. And I, I think this is fucking hilarious. It's a whole pool. You know how dilution works, right? Mm-hmm. He pours a little bit of this canister in the whole pool. But don't forget, like, there are chemicals added to pools that balance the pH, like the the the, the acids and the, right? So, like, this isn't just water that he's pouring this shit into. No. And it's a huge There's, like, pool. chlorine and a it's whole not, bunch of other shit in there. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, tons of shit. Uh, like I said, my ex was a, a lifeguard, and it, there's a bunch of chemicals, <laughs> right? And there's a reason um, sometimes your eyes burn <laughs> when you go to the pool. And um, it's not like a little beaker of water. He just pours some of this shit into the whole pool. And then almost instantaneously, something starts to take color. And like the geniuses they are, they lean in close to be like, wait, I can see it. Oh, do you smell it? Yes, it's coming. And this is when it actually becomes actually pretty fucking scary for me, at least. Oh, okay. Um, because they're staring in this and a very realistic now blood red, like colored, like fucking zombie, like comes out of the water and it has a skull. Like it's, it's not even like a zombie. It just has a fucking like skeleton, like a drowned ghost. And I, mean, I, I find it pretty fucking scary. I mean, it looks pretty good i'll give them yeah, that it does um, i i remember this watching this as a kid and i was like holy shit <laughs> i thought it was just going to be an amorphous blob not like a fucking zombie and we skipped over the part but uh what is the janitor the janitor did a bunch of research and he found out that there was an old burial ground where they built the school and he figures they must have forgotten to move one of the bodies and it's restless. So he's implying it's a, an angry ghost. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, this scary fucking like red skeleton comes and the janitor is like paralyzed in shock. It and, emerges uh, they from the water. It emerges from the water, and the janitor and swim girl run away. And so, science boy like hits it with a stick. Or hits broom, it with or a stick. It was. And it like throws water at it. And then science boy gets the idea that it doesn't throw water at it. Or it doesn't it throw water. It passes it. through it, and it causes water to splash away. And this um, gives science boy the idea that it's made this, of water. This thing is made of water. And so uh, he comes up with the idea of like using his like science fair bullshit, uh, blah, blah, profanate or whatever that he well, used at the beginning of the episode to create the um, uh, uh, create the science exploding. Mountain this is thing. the part where she actually comes up with that idea. Oh, okay. I, I think, because remember how you were like, oh, she comes up with the idea to go to the lab. This is 
her idea. And she's like, wait, remember geek? There's, there's a spooky scene. Basically the, what did we skip over? Um, it, it, it can, it's water, but it's like red and blood. And they're like, how come it's coming after us now? Because it can't hide. And they leave the janitor who's in like a shocked state. Again, great actor um, <laughs> in, the, in the locker. And yeah, and he's like, but how, how do we fight it when it's water? And she's like, wait, may, I, I might have an idea. And they run off and she grabs the... Um, fuck, what did you say it was? The black chemicals. Volcano chemicals. Yeah, the... Manganite, uh, something manganite. Yeah, there you go. And she explains Science it to him. Science was never my, my forte in school. That's she all I'm ex- saying. She explains it to him, and he's like, right, of course. My volcano. That's brilliant. And he, she goes to open it, and he smacks it out of her hand. And he goes, it's extremely reactive to water. You'll burn your hands unless you use gloves. But he hits it into the water. Well, I'm like, the, bruh. <laughs> the, the, the canister is still sealed at this point. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you have moisture on your hands. If you uh, open it now, your hands will burn. Yeah. So he smacks it out of her hand. It's still sealed, falls in the water. And then she's like, uh, she's like, I'm going in after it. So she dives into the water. Yeah. She pulls her hoodie off and jar- jumps back in. Oh, yeah. They were wearing like hoodies or something. She dives back in. And of course, the monster goes after her yeah of course very uh predictable series of events here Haraways. she got out of those really fast i forgot in the 90s it was all about baggy clothes and being able to strip them as fast as you can because <laughs> <laughs> she has tearaways and she just like pulls them off and i'm like right motherfucking <laughs> tearaway pants i had some for emergencies pants. just like this you're goddamn right so did i <laughs> some, uh, some blue nike how do we pants? even describe why that was a thing? I couldn't even tell people. Grandpa, how come you had pants with like light buttons on the side that you could just rip off in a hurry? No practical reason, kid. I guess uh, if you need to dive and grab well, some manganite. <laughs> well, you see, Sonny, uh, sometimes you're at the school swimming pool after hours with a with a uh, hot babe and you know, uh, you gotta go uh, swimming. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta go swimming. I understand. <laughs> I uh, missed the first time watching this that she had tearaways on. Yeah. I wonder how many takes it was like. It was like, okay, you need to take these clothes off as fast as you can and jump into the water. Actually, no, she's a 90s kid. Did it on her first take. Also, how presumptive of me to assume that there's more than one take for any of these, <laughs> these shots. Hey, it was a, a single camera show in the 90s. That is kind of rare. Oh, fair. Actually, fair. Yeah. Um. So the zombie so guys they probably Because it was a single camera show, they probably did do standard operating procedure was three takes of every scene. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. And you and know she what? did it, it on the first one. God damn it. <laughs> she only got faster after that. Um, you know what? I'm ripping on the show and we talked about its budget and stuff, but 
It's a lot better than some of the th things we review. That that is true. And uh, um, so she she gets so the canister. Happens? She gets, she gets the, canister. the canister, but Zeke's in the water because he wanted to distract the the monster. Yeah. So she swims away. He's being brave there because he's afraid of water, and the thing is swimming toward her, and he's like, "Over here, motherfucker!" and then dives in. I'm here. Kill me. Kill <laughs> yeah. me now. And I'm indeed, here. it completely 180s and decides to go after him instead. I guess it wants to. Uh, it likes I, killing boys more than girls. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's and, just um, it. It's animalistic, so like it right. got distracted. You know, like uh, in zombie movies, like you yell louder, and you yell louder, and it gets distracted. And because like that's just what it's focused on now, it just starts lumbering toward that. It's almost mindless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, good, here. good call, good call. And um, I like how he's like treading water and like trying to get away from it feebly. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, put these gloves on. And she's like trying as fast as she can. And I'm like, yeah, so your she's... whole body's covered in water now. Yeah. But she, you, she puts your on hands are what you're yeah, worried yeah, about. Yeah. Um, Good point. And the janitor woke up, I guess, because uh, he saves Zeke, pulls him out of the water. Just in time. Just in time. And she throw she grabs the like big uh bottle of chemicals and like throws it at the Yeah, the... she's like, yo, big red catch and tosses the powder at the at, um... the, at the, the crimson binome. <laughs> and indeed, um he like writhes in agony. Even and... though he can turn into ooze and dissipate on a whim and the water boils and he makes like dying creature sounds like stock sounds. And then the water eventually settles and, and, and is my, gone. And my janitor dad is like, it's like, it's finally over. After I, all these years, after all these years, I'm I can free. now, <laughs> I can now rest. I'm coming Shelly starts like lumbering back toward the graveyard i, I just watched the crow recently yeah <laughs> oh it's a good month to watch the crow uh, it is watch yeah. it. Uh, i oh, maybe that can be our no no we need to do the matrix right yeah um <laughs> actually i'm gonna uh uh listeners uh i have another podcast called based on uh talk about movies based on books and uh i actually pitched doing the crow because uh, it's based on a graphic novel. Um, that counts. And it does count. Uh, we even did a graphic novel on that show, uh, uh, the movie uh, Ghost World, based on mm -hmm. a it's based on a comic book. Um, but I I kind of want to talk about it because I I still love the movie, but I my my twenty twenty one mind. Uh, has some different takeaways from it now than really okay so younger. stay tuned <laughs> so, stay, so stay tuned not not to slag it but i just there were things that i there are things going on in that story that i was oblivious to in my younger days that i'm much more aware of I, i'm curious now well 
stay tuned. I, I will look forward uh, to it. So, so what happens here? He's like, after all these years, I can, I'm free. It's time to conquer earth. Whoops. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but what is he, what, what's janitor dad? He's like, thank you oh, kids. Thank alpha. you. <laughs> the janitor is free. <laughs> Prepare some teenagers with attitudes. Wait, that's a different episode of uh, Laser Comb Podcast. Right. So it goes back to the narrator uh, who's saying um, the janitor was no longer tortured by his past. Yep. And uh, they didn't have to close down the pool. And it kind of cuts to a scene implying that Zeke and Swim Girl are dating. Yeah, they're like snuggled up in a raft. He's reading a book and she like turned he apparently is reading it upside down because she turns it around right side up. No, no, she <laughs> he's not reading it upside down. He has the the spine folded and she moves it to the next page presumably oh, okay. because they're studying chemistry. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, he, to her, is like, hey, want to go for a swim? And she's like, yeah. And she gets up and she walks over and she dives into the water. By the way, the way she dives is like somebody who doesn't swim dives. She belly flops (laughs) into the water. And I just caught that now. And I'm like, hold on. She's on the swim team. She does a better job than the guardian of life. (laughs) Young janitor dad. Good point. <laughs> and um, she's like, no, the narrator's like, even though Zeke just asked his girlfriend, swim girl, to go for a swim, the narrator's like, but Zeke still preferred his books. And he lies back down in the raft and continues reading. And I'm like, you just asked her if she wanted to go for a swim. So you just wanted her to leave so you could read chemistry on your own you fucking nerd <laughs> that's my takeaway from it and um yeah it cuts back to uh, the midnight society and zecker is it tecker oh, whatever that lively friend that they had um, that brought Kunk from the goonies um he's all like see guys tell me that my buddy's like story wasn't awesome And they're like, okay, we got to vote. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess they got to they gotta vote. And they all huddle in a circle and kind of like look around at him. And the, the gross, this, this guy's supposed to be like a punky gross kid, right? Um, he, there's sand type stuff with different chemicals in it that they throw into the fire that makes like it flare up and have different colors every time they start to throw um, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, the Dead Man's Tale. Like, and then they throw the sand in the fire. We we missed that part. He's eating that, like a kid eating paste. Like maybe you shouldn't have him in the, in the group if he thinks that's okay. There's probably like magnesium and like uh, crystals of some. Hey, magnesium is good for the immune system. All types of it, all of it. Just eat it. Eat it by the chunk. Get rocks of it and just fucking dive in. <laughs> he's probably fine. And um, he's eating paste and they turn around. They're like, okay, sorry, but it needs to be unanimous. And it's not. 
So we're 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 going to invite you back uh, to to continue proving yourself. A provisional member. Of None the- of us had to do this, but you're disgusting. So yeah. So you got to prove yourself if you can. Uh, if you can prove that you can hang with the the spooky kids, the cool kids. Um. <laughs> Then, uh, the, then you can join. But uh, in the meantime, right now, like in the meantime, uh, put this burlap sack back on your head, fucker. And, <laughs> and indeed, when they all leave, uh, one thing I always learned: always pour water over your fire from this show. And indeed, they do that every single episode. Well, good on them. Yeah, only you can prevent forest fires. It's true. They're always safe, and they uh, they leave. And uh, the fucking hype outro kicks in. Yeah, that that hype theme song that was the... Uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, obviously this show played like right before something I watched on the regular because I always heard that fucking music. I'm curious now what that... What it was. It's probably Beast Wars. Probably. I probably watched this and be- <laughs> Beast Wars back to back. Um... There you have it. Uh, Yeah, so that was uh, episode 53 of Are You Afraid of the Dark? What's your takeaway? Other than, you know, Janet or Dad and... Janet or Dad, uh, the budget was kind of lacking. There were some genuinely, some good makeup effects on the creature. Uh, Yeah. Uh, a few genuinely creepy shots. Um, um, the kids seem to be the best actors on the show. On the, show. The, the acting was fine. Yeah. Just fine. I looked up some of the cast and they're all still working. So. Cool. Good. It's, it's a thing. Christopher a thing. doesn't have nostalgia for it. So. No, I don't. But, uh, uh, but my, it was like, my, when, when you were a kid and you had nothing to do, this was a good time. <laughs> this wasn't wouldn't have been something that I would have been into, though. You don't think so? At, at the time, no. I didn't. Uh, uh, I, I didn't start. Shit. I didn't start developing an affinity for horror media until not even too long after this, but still a couple of years after this. It wasn't until I was about okay, like, so thirteen or so. Yeah, I, I was getting into normal and spooky shit. Yeah, whereas I didn't really when I was a kid outside of, like, Ghostbusters. Is Ghostbusters spooky? Paranormal. Hmm. Yeah, Ghostbusters is technically a horror comedy. You know what? The Librarian is actually scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, it is a horror comedy. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And the I guess um, I never thought about it like that. And the uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, Zool, the the dogs. Okay, I take it back. No, now that you're jogging my memory, like <laughs> as a kid, the the dogs were fucking scary, man. It's a very funny movie, but there is there is uh, some some of the ghosts are actually scary in that movie. Now that I'm yeah. like replaying the movie in my head. Yeah, I I love Ghostbusters. So, but uh, but yeah. yeah so it, it it wasn't really until a couple of years after this that I started uh, becoming interested in horror as a whole. You ever watch X Files? 
Uh, occasionally, here and there. Here, here and there, yeah. I watched uh, it I, a lot, but net, not day to day or week to week or anything. Funny enough, I liked that movie, the first movie. I liked that a lot when it first that came out. That was ripped apart by It was, people. yeah, but that came out when I was 13. I really liked that. I think that was probably around the time where I started getting into horror and like I don't even remember and spooky it. stuff. Spooky scary skeletons. I I don't it, the movie had something to do with bees and FEMA and shit. Right. It had the subtitle um, on home video X-Files Fight the Future. And then a decade later, there was another movie long after the show had ended. I remember, called, yeah. Uh, yeah, we worked at Blockbuster when that came out. Uh, Never watched it. Uh, X-Files, I Want to Believe. Listeners, uh, me and Cal met in the late 2000s uh, because we both worked at Blockbuster. And here uh, we are. <laughs> that that second X-Files movie is terrible. It's like a really, oh, really? It's like a really bad episode of the tv show that for some reason was made as a movie oh no stretched out it doesn't even have a budget much higher than the tv show that sucks (laughs) i mean i had never watched it because i was just like eh. so it sounds like the movie's kind of (laughs) eh. and then there was that revival show like five years ago yeah that was very eh. but like they're older it had Joel McHale in it for some reason, who what? is great on Community, but he was like the villain of that season. And I'm like, dude, you feel really out of place in the X Files. Joel, uh, who is that? Is that the? He's the main dude, and he's community. the like the main douchey uh, lawyer guy. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. I've Winger. watched all the Community, but I can't remember what the character's name is. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Winger. Right, Jeff Winger. You just said it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I liked Community, but at the end, it kind of started fizzling out because actors were being replaced. Actors were leaving. Yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase left because no one liked him, and then Donald Glover left because he became way bigger than that show will ever be. <laughs> um, and then I think someone else left. Yeah, the the show kind of fizzled out. Yeah, it was uh, it. I still enjoyed the last few seasons. It I had never a wa- Mike from Breaking Bad. <laughs> it did, yeah, yeah. I never watched the the final season because the final season aired on like I remember back in like 2014, 2015, Yahoo decided that they wanted to start a streaming service called Yahoo Screen. And I don't remember this. Yeah, uh community had been canceled by NBC for like the third time. And instead of it being, instead of them like being like, oh, okay, after fan response, you know, we're going to bring it back and just with less episodes, they were like, no, this, this time it's done. <laughs> Season five, it's done. This is it. But then Yahoo screen came around and they're like, oh, we're, we're going to pick up community and the show is going to be exclusive to Yahoo screen. And right. so it broadcast yahoo screen fizzled out after like less than a year and so then they just sold the show into syndication and now it's like and now it's on netflix it's on like netflix and all of that Um, i think it's also on amazon prime video um to the episode uh that we just finished um 
can't even remember. remember yeah, we're we're called. getting way off track. Let's let's no no no. It's 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 okay. Um, the the tale of the dead man's float. I always wondered why it was called that. That's why I can't remember. Um, this couple must turn into like Ghostbusters themselves. Like think think about the implication of that. They killed a ghost. They with, like, grow chemistry. up and become the Warrens from the Conjuring films. Who are based on real people. <laughs> Who are based on real people, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I was thinking that. I, I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Um, the implication that you can, like, forever kill a ghost with, like, alchemy is fucking hilarious to me. Like, yep. like you know, they didn't go and get a priest. They, they didn't do a prayer or put holy water in there. They, like, combusted the ghost, which proves it was, like, a monster, not actually a ghost. I don't yep. write the rules on creatures, on cryptids. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's t- they had to wrap it up somehow. <laughs> they had to solve the problem. And they did with the help of Janet or dad. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, that has been episode eight of the Laser Comb podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. I just revamped it recently, so there are now three tiers. It's $5 tier, same as always, that gets you hours every week of bonus preamble audio of us shooting the shit on this and all of our various podcasts that we do week in and week out. Uh also at the $5 tier, now you get our monthly uh, movie commentary track, Too Much Commentary, and our monthly Beast Wars comic book show, Too Much Galavar. Uh, that has now also become a $5 uh, and up tier. This $10 tier, which gets you all of that, plus uh, our weekly uh, news and current events program, uh, Laser Comb Tonight. You also get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this podcast. So that used to be a $25 tier exclusive. It is now a $10 and up tier. There's still a $25 tier, but it's basically just the, the, you really love us tier. So it's, it's just all, it's just all of that. But then after, uh, three ish or so months, uh, I'll, I'll send you out a t-shirt relating to one of the shows that yeah. we do. So patreon.com slash lasercomb. And uh, I'm sure I forgot this, uh, but the breakdown of what we do here on the Lasercomb podcast is Patreon, um, Twitter polls, um, however, whatever we land on a show, um, after the show is decided upon, it's a random episode. So you get to pick the show, but then the episode is randomized. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like to to choose the show, let my Twitter followers uh, choose the show via Twitter poll. Uh, oh. If you want to weigh in on that, uh, I put them up like once every couple weeks or so. I am at Lasercomb on Twitter, at uh, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, Cal, you were also on Twitter, Yes. I am, yeah. Uh, Neo, like from the Matrix. Uh, Neo underscore Cal, K-A-L. And uh, I think your poll just closed. Uh, it did, yes. Uh, I'll get to that in a okay. second. <laughs> um, 
Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb, spelled the same way that I have now just spelled it twice now. So go check no, that again, out. It's, you spell that shit seven times. <laughs> it is the uh, central hub for this and all of the other various podcasts that we do. Uh, uh, so go check that out, facebook.com slash lasercomb. I'm going to make uh, we, a shirt that says laser <laughs> comb on it so I can just can just point to it. Um, idea. Uh, we we mentioned Twitter polls. Uh, recently, I put up a poll on Twitter uh, because at the time of recording, Halloween is coming up. Now, as was mentioned, we typically put the shows through a random number generator. I decided to break format a little bit uh, in the spirit of Halloween, and I put up a Twitter poll uh, to let my Twitter followers decide which halloween episode of a random show that we'd be talking about and it was a very 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 tight race but we thought it was going to be a tie i it seemed like it was going to be a tie but in the zero hour one more person came in and voted for gravity falls so we're going to be talking next week on the laser comb podcast uh in honor of halloween we are going to be talking about the 12th episode overall of gravity falls uh summerween Summerween. Summerween. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a fun episode. It's a fun show. I'm excited I've never to seen talk. it. I'm excited to talk about it. We might have a guest or two on for that because I know a couple of people who are huge fans of Gravity Falls. So I'll be sure to just trash it beyond <laughs> tear their hopes and dreams. No, I'm I'm sure I'll end up liking it. I always say that I'm gonna like tear things apart, and then I always end up liking it. Well, uh, well. Sometimes. No, we... we... <laughs> On this very podcast. No, that, and, yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep an eye out for that uh, next week. Uh, Laser Comb Podcast, Gravity Falls, Summerween. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And until next week, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>